You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Full Winona, uh, Gabe uh, Rashavi here with me, uh, helping me with these interviews, help line everything up. I really appreciate that, Gabe. And uh, as you mentioned before the break, we got two more guys in the hot seat uh, ready to tell us uh, all their pearls of wisdom as well. <laughs> the Pearls of Wisdom show. Um, so uh, why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves. So my name is Andrew Biney. Um, I'm a seminarian studying for the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, and this is my third year here at IHM. I'm Ethan Vineyard. This is my second year at IHM Seminary, and I'm from the Diocese of Gary. All right, cool. So we just had one of your fellow Garyans on air <laughs> with us. Um, uh, why don't you get, you, uh, which year did you say you're in again? Uh, second year. Second year, okay. So we've got guys with a, with some experience under your belts uh, oh, ready no. to tell us, about, uh, tell us about your lives. So uh, why don't we start with you, Andrew? You said you're uh, Archdiocese in Milwaukee? That's right. right? Yep. Okay. Um, would you mind telling us a little bit about how you wound up? Here in Winona. Yeah, sure. I'll give you the short of it. Um, yeah, you so give I, us the long of it. So <laughs> time, you know, so. great, great. Well, sure. So I grew up in a Catholic family, uh, just rural part of the Archdiocese, so northern part. Um, yeah, I grew up in a farming family, really loved kind of that life and really instilled in my parents, for sure, instilled in me this kind of rich work ethic. Um, so I always kind of had this attitude and heart of service. Um, and pretty early on in the parish, I got involved in music ministry. So it was something like, like fifth grade, I was playing for masses on my own, which looking back, that's crazy. Nobody does that growing up. Wow, um, yeah. But that's just what, kind of what I did. Um, so I got involved in the parish kind of that way, very young. Um, but it really wasn't until high school that my faith really hit me um, and just kind of started to pierce my heart. And the Lord just kind of worked through and kind of bring about this idea of a vocation. Um, so in my, I believe in my sophomore year, um, we had a change of pastors at my home parish. I had a great pastor growing up, and then we just kind of, you know, assignments change. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was um, pretty adamant kind of about getting guys just to go visit the seminary in Milwaukee. We have St. Francis of Sales Major Seminary in Milwaukee. Um, so I visited uh, at a St. Andrew dinner, so just kind of a vocationist dinner where guys come and um, kind of check out the place, hear some uh, vocation stories, and just kind of get the ball rolling and see if the Lord's working in their life to kind of bring them into the seminary and eventually to the priesthood. Um, so it was kind of through that that I first heard the call, but as most of us do, I think the guys are going to desperately run from it, um, you know, and you kind of you think you've got your own plans going. So, yeah, eventually, um, over the coming months, um, I visited actually St. Mary's University, which is kind of part of where uh, Immaculate Heart of Mary, we receive our academic formation at St. Right. Mary's. So it's just ironic that despite my kind of running from this call of vocation, <laughs> I end up at St. Mary's anyway, studying philosophy. Um, so yeah, those coming months I visited um, St. Mary's, was hoping to study music here, um, but instead the Lord had other plans. So that summer, uh, just before my senior year of high school, I went on a mission trip. Um, and during that week, my pastor had kind of sought me out. Um, you know, and I knew he was going to ask me the question, you know, have you thought about priesthood? And, and eventually I just said, you know what, I, I don't know. Um, so kind of in the midst of that week, um, you know, he taught me to pray the Liturgy of the Hours, which is something we do every day. Right. Uh, and obviously he's a huge part of the priesthood. Um, so kind of over that week, learning to pray the Liturgy of the Hours, um, praying rosaries a couple times a day just on my own. And yeah, picking up this discernment rosary, which was huge for me. Um, and eventually coming to the decision that, yeah, the Lord is calling me to apply. So just kind of jump in head first and see where he takes me. And yeah, it's been a beautiful, incredible journey so far. It's definitely the best uh, decision I've ever made. So yeah, it's been been amazing. So you said something, a discernment rosary. I'd never heard of that before. Can you kind of explain what that is? Yeah, sure. So I think it's produced by, I believe it's like, uh, Viani Vocations is the company. But okay, it was yeah. just, yeah, we were we were saying at this, um, over the over the summer, um, 
this kind of retreat, this like service camp we were on, we stayed at a, um, a high school. So I was praying in the chapel there and in the back, they have all these materials for, um, discernment. And one of them was this discernment rosary. Um, so for each mystery of the rosary, they had kind of a, a topic. I wish I could remember this was like four or five years, four years ago now, um, specific ones, but they just kind of had a topic with each mystery of like, Lord, give me this grace to discern, you know, this part of the priesthood, whether it's, you know, a call or if it's a, if it's a call to, um, married life or celibacy and things like that. And you also mentioned you were uh, playing for Mass at, in fifth grade. I That's right. Said, right? Yeah. <laughs> and kind of had, had felt a call to, to maybe music, uh, studying music. Have you been able to, to incorporate that in any way into your formation here? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in a couple of different ways. I actually was uh, studied music a bit on campus. I'd planned on, you know, kind of pursuing like a major in it, but I ended up mm-hmm. just kind of not working out with the philosophy schedule. But I still have a ton of music credits here just academically. Um, and then along with Gabe Rushavi here, we, him and I are both the liturgists in-house, so we kind of go back and forth mm-hmm. playing for Liturgy of the Hours, Adoration, Benediction, and then we work together to collaborate for the bigger days yep. uh, for like, you know, litanies of saints or when we have, you know, visiting uh, priests or bishops. Um, and when there's just kind of bigger things happening in the diocese, we, we help a lot with that. Very cool, very cool. Uh, Ethan, I don't want you to feel left out, so uh, we'll, we'll go to you and uh, maybe, again, how did you wind up here in Winona? Yeah, so I, um, just like Andrew, I was born and raised in a good Catholic family with me, my three sisters, and two brothers, and, you know, we were raised uh, for in the church going to Mass on Sunday and everything, um, but like many others, I had never really made my faith my own mm. until about later in high school, my junior year, when I got involved with a local Protestant youth group. Mm. And eventually, I, that was the first time I really um, genuinely encountered faithful young Christians. And mm. that really sparked my interest in, you know, why, what is their motivation for living? What is their, mm. what is like this beauty that they see in their life? And that um, caused me to pray, to study, to read and eventually sort of returned uh, to the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Mm. And um, about two or three months later, that was the fall of my senior year, I was um, just like Andrew going to a St. Andrew Center. And then about just a couple of weeks after that, um, went on my first seminary visit to Bishop Simon Brute Seminary in Indianapolis, um, which is one of, the dioc- or one of the seminaries the Diocese Gary sends to. Mm-hmm. But... Um, yeah, so just from then on, eventually started going to daily mass, uh, eventually had spiritual direction and, um, really couldn't get it off my heart anymore. Even though I think about it now, why I said yes to my vocations director, uh, uh, for that initial St. Andrew dinner and then that seminary visit, uh, of course it was the Lord working, but at the time I was just said yes. And, um, that of course led to all the further prayer and discernment that really uh, made my heart content with coming here, um, and I've loved every minute of it. So. If you're just tuning in on uh, Real Presence Live, Nick Podelsky, Gabriel Shavi here at Immaculate Heart of Mary Minor Seminary in Winona. Got uh, two guys with us telling us about their vocation experiences, Andrew and Ethan. Uh, Andrew is from the Di- Archdiocese of Milwaukee, Ethan from the Diocese of Gary. Um, I kind of liked Ethan how you're well, both of you said, really, it just started with one kind of tentative, yeah, sure, I'll go to this event, and then just sort of avalanche down from there. <laughs> That's a good word for it, avalanche. <laughs> um, Ethan, uh, what uh, what what has it been like so far? You're kind of in, almost in the halfway point, I'd, I'd mm-hmm. say, um, in this experience. What What's it been like? Has it been like what you thought it would be? Is it, you know... 
In some ways, yes. I mean, I expected it to be um, difficult in that it would really challenge me to grow spiritually, emotionally, um, socially. Um, so it's definitely met that, but also exceeded it mm. in that, yeah, I've been challenged to grow in so many ways to uh, really ultimately grow in my love for our Lord and for my neighbor. And that, um, yeah, I would say that's that's the one thing that really sticks out to my seminary experiences. It's just really causing me to grow as a son of God. Yeah. Mm. Fantastic. Uh, Andrew? Yeah, that's. I'd have to echo, I mean, almost all of what Ethan said. It's just the way that you, you kind of enter in with this, like, notion of what seminary might be like you know everybody walking around with you know hands folded all the time nobody really breathes out of step right uh, but then you realize actually we're all human beings um so just kind of like yeah working and growing into that identity as a beloved son is is a beautiful and incredible gift we have especially as college seminarians um kind of entering like whether it's right out of high school or you know a few years after and there's different paths kind of all around how people find themselves in seminary but we have this really sincere gift um, assuming you you know move all through the what are right now is eight years of formation if you enter as a college seminary and you have four years to really like focus on your identity as your beloved son which is a huge gift and then to move kind of you know burn as they say like let those um, that just like zeal of the Holy Spirit um, form the, the coals that just like kind of continue to feed your flame for the Lord um, in the first four years of formation that so you can serve generously as a pastor well, fantastic. I'm sorry I'm getting messages from oh, back at the, the headquarters. So nice. I did just a second there, but that's that's great what you hear. I really like I say about growing in that uh that role as a beloved son. That's something that I think speaks to a lot of guys that's uh you know, helps uh with formation again, whether whether it's to the priesthood or as a as a uh 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 what do you call it, biological father, I guess you could say, yeah. right? Married mm-hmm. father, those sorts of things. Um either way that's uh you know something fantastic and something we need uh to grow in and uh i like that you know we had the same thing last time with one of the guys talking about it. i thought it would just be prayer the whole time all the time <laughs> now you guys probably do pray more than the average person right <laughs> um but uh definitely it's it's important but that's not all you guys do right <laughs> um and one thing uh, that was kind of exciting uh, to hear about was the different apostolic experiences uh, the guys have been involved in um we're coming up close to a break uh so maybe we We'll talk a little bit more in depth about them, but maybe Ethan just share some of the different apostolic assignments you've had since you've been here. Yeah, so I originally last year went to a nursing home near Winona, or in Winona, I'm sorry, and would just go and talk to the elderly, visit with them, um, and that was really beautiful. Well, fantastic. Uh, and then Andrew, we're ju- we're doing what in is in the business is called a tease. Uh, so we're just giving the people a little bit of something so that they know what we're going to be talking about after break. So just what different apostolic assignments have you had? And we'll talk a little bit more about what in depth about them after yeah, that. Yeah, it's very similar life. I had, I went to the nursing home as well, but instead of doing more of the visits, I, I actually played music for them. Um, ah. and, yeah, and then this year I'm, I helped just helping at the Polish Museum in town. It's a historical oh, cool. museum. So just helping with their events. Very yeah. nifty. Are you Polish or just, I'm not or that just I know. from Milwaukee? <laughs> yeah, <so> right. <laughs> no, it's it's actually German and very hardcore German. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, fantastic. Again, if you're just tuning in, Nick Medelsky uh, here for Real Presence Live at Immaculate Heart of, uh, Immaculate Heart of Mary. I always want to say Immaculate Heart of Minor. 
that's not how it works. Sorry, Mary, don't mean to skip you. Immaculate Heart of Mary Minor Seminary here at uh, at the on the campus right next door to uh, St. Mary's University here in Winona. Uh, excited to be here on a snowy morning. Uh, that's you know it finally feels like we're living in Minnesota again. It's a great <laughs> feeling. Um, Glad to have you on air with us, and after the break, we'll come back and speak with Andrew and Ethan a little bit more about their apostolic assignments and uh, any more pearls of wisdom they can share with our listeners. So stay tuned. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. For centuries, healthcare has been central to the healing ministry of the church. Today's technologies offer exciting possibilities, but also serious moral questions. More than ever, we need healthcare leaders who serve with integrity and conviction. The University of Mary answers the call to prepare leaders anchored in moral courage in a breathtaking range of programs from bioethics to nursing. Visit catholicprofessional.life. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. For me, it was just a question of, okay, put aside all of your preconceptions, your Protestant judgments, and and come to it with an open mind. And once I did that, I started to recognize there was a whole bunch of scripture, as, as a Protestant scripture was the bellwether for everything, that I had never looked at the way the Catholics did. In fact, I think there were scriptures that I had felt like I'd never even seen before. I'm like, what? Where did that come from? And uh, so then as, as the fog was lifted, I think the biggest thing that happened for both of us is that we recognized we no longer had to have all of the answers. There was a magisterium in place, and I can spend my entire life living contentedly in the Catholic faith and never stop learning and never have to have all the answers because the church has them. And if I have a question, I can find it out. The Catholic faith brought us complete peace. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Modelski, very excited to be here in wonderful Winona at Immaculate Heart of Mary Minor Seminary. Uh, on the campus of St. Mary's University, I'm not sure if it's technically on the campus next to the campus, how that, that differentiation works, but either way, we'll go with it, and they can always uh, correct me afterwards. <laughs> um, very excited to be here with uh, Gabriel Shavi, and we also have Andrew and Ethan, uh, all of them minor seminarians here, and we actually go four, three, two, right? And right. yep. uh, in, in a number of years around the table here, uh, spent at Immaculate Heart of uh, Mary Seminary. And something I just figured out, and maybe more astute listeners at home and figured it out as well. 
the first year apostolic assignment is always to a nursing home, which is a good way to start, um, but I, I didn't know that at first, so um, I may forget that again and rediscover it magically when I speak, <laughs> speak to some of the other guys this afternoon, but uh, just thought I'd share that uh, with listeners at home. And maybe uh, going on that uh, tangent uh, down, that, down that path there, um, Ethan, we'll start with you maybe. What was that experience like? Um, had, you, had you ever done anything like that, uh, volunteer in a nursing home? And and what has that kind of done? Obviously, it didn't scare you off the program because you're still here. But, so we know that part. But um, Yeah, that was my first time ever having that experience. Um, I was always, of course, close with my um, one of my pairs of grandparents. But um, being able to go into this environment which needs, especially last year and in these recent years with all the circumstances that really needs a lot of um, just spiritual care hmm. uh, and um, social care, I guess, as opposed to simply the physical, uh, was very challenging knowing that, okay, I, I know I can't provide for these people really physically in any meaningful way, but there is that social and spiritual aspect that is just as uh, greatly needed for mm-hmm. them that I can try to provide. Um, and it was certainly challenging, but also a lot of grace to come with that, that, okay, I'm, um, I know I can do something for these people to bring, you know, some uh, humanity that may lack uh, on the inside of these nursing homes into there. Um, but, yeah, it was, yes, I would say just, yeah, concretely, it was a challenge, but um, a very good one. I'm not sure. <laughs> Very well put. Very well put. <laughs> I understand that. And then, uh, Andrew, uh, how was that for you? Especially, and I didn't think of this before, but uh, COVID stuff was is still sort of in place and sort of kind of being phased out. Probably during your time it was kind of being phased out. But could you maybe share a little bit about what that experience meant and uh, things like that? Yeah, absolutely. And my, mine was kind of unique in the sense that I didn't visit any residents like personally one-on-one. Um, but I would go each week and just kind of play music for an hour for them, just kind of live, like in their their cafe or something. Um, and it was definitely it was definitely interesting. You know, we still had the masks on, and I used to get, get used to playing the piano with um, a mask and a face shield. So that was <laughs> lots of glares going on, but <laughs> we we made it work. Um, yeah, and I was I was blessed to be able to do it for two years um, to just mm. be there and as part of that kind of community. And yeah, like Ethan said, there's something really holistic, like just bringing in um, life back into those buildings. Um, I think the ones in town actually do a really great job caring for the residents, like, holistically. Oh, right. Um, yeah, absolutely. Which is really, because like, that's not always the case, um, but I think, it, yeah, they do a really beautiful job with that, and obviously there's a tons of seminaries there all the time. Um, but, yeah, I just remember, like, one thing that, as I'm speaking, I, sh- I remembering from this, it just struck me was um, when I was there, there was a resident who would just always be, you know, she must have been, I don't know if it was a dancer or something in her past life, but I would play a really wide variety of things, um, you know, and I'd get to classical ones, and she would just always kind of start dancing you know like like mm. she was she was wheelchair bound but her upper body was moving and it just yeah it was just like always moving to me like there's times where i'm playing and you know kind of holding back tears and in the midst of her just kind of um like reacting to that and just having like something brought up you know so it was always a beautiful way to serve them and to to see how um they're just kind of like brought back to a to a time of their life where you know they remember with fondly hopefully you know and yeah with the midst of COVID 19 it's it's a lot of a lot of you know, um, like isolation, you know, that occurred and mm-hmm. still continues just kind of to walk back. It's thankfully, I think, I think most, of, I haven't been back this year anymore, but, um, I think a lot of things have opened up. Thankfully, mm-hmm. so, you know, I had 
opportunity for more activities. But yeah, it's always a gift. And every seminar, I think you could talk to all of us. It's like it, it is a challenge in some sense, but it always becomes so so fruitful for us. Absolutely. Um, and uh, <coughs> excuse me there. Um, but you kind of mentioned how moving of an experience it was. I know you you said you know you played it played at church and things like that uh, growing up. But had you ever really thought of music as in that way in in maybe a, a, a secular context, right? But as a form of ministry as well before that experience. Yeah, music as a form of ministry, kind of before going. Yeah, um, I think for sure that was actually kind of the plan <laughs> for for my life before <laughs> seminary was yeah I'll get this music degree and I'll teach at a high school or something and then also do the the you know music at a parish somewhere um, that was kind of my hope and it's in a lot of ways that's I do you know as a seminary and still participate very much so in in, the, in that sense and back in the archdiocese when I'm home mm-hmm. I play for a lot of you know different weddings and, and things and yeah that's a gift to have is hopefully one day um, you know I'm in my family I'll be doing more weddings as the priest but right now I'm doing a lot more as the as the musician so well very cool very cool how many instruments do you play oh geez um so i started with piano uh that's that's yeah coming up i think it was november yeah november 9th my grandmother's birthday in second grade um that i started so that's like 13 years ago now um that was kind of the first one and then yeah over the years picked up uh trumpet drums and percussion and french horn and then i got here and i took a couple years of organ so i, I started learning organ when i got to seminary and then i'm starting starting guitar very slow start but <laughs> Fantastic. That's yeah. really cool. That's yeah. really cool to mm-hmm. hear. Uh, if you're just joining us, Nick Mandelski, Gabriel Shavi here at Immaculate Heart of Mary uh, Seminary here in wonderful Winona, Minnesota. Uh, Andrew and Ethan are here uh, joining us to talk about um, their experience here in the seminary as seminarians. Um, so uh, it, maybe uh, uh, go back to Ethan for a second, but you're in your second year. Um, what What's been kind of the challenge with being here? Yeah, I would say, so last year it was uh, very unexpected. All of the, I mean, in some some degree it was expected, the responsibility, all the tasks, all mm-hmm. the time management. So now this year that's more under control. Mm-hmm. So now that that bearing has been gained, I'd say the biggest challenge is now uh, moving into some greater degree of leadership, um, trying to, um, yeah, take greater responsibility uh, among, yeah, kind of on top of what I've gained last year, trying to be a good role model for the younger brother seminarians and also just trying to not become complacent with these things that I've gotten under control since last year that's good, but now um, trying to continue that growth, continue that formation, knowing that I will always need it. I always need more um, formation, need um, yeah, that greater greater grace, greater healing. Uh, I would say yes. Keeping that in mind is probably the most challenging part, but it's it's such a beautiful challenge that we're called to. And what about you, Andrew? What's been kind of the mo- the most challenging thing during your time here? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think something that's called out of us, especially as men growing up in the culture that we did today, is how much we depend on ourselves and how much we trust in ourselves. Um, so I think this year, especially, I've just like you you recognize how vast and wide and constant that call is of the Lord to to trust in Him, and to respond generously, you know, with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your strength. Um, so yeah, to just continue like pursuing 
you know, um, like, yeah, like Ethan said, all of the aspects of formation. So there's four pillars. Maybe you've talked about them, but like pastoral, intellectual, spiritual, and human, and just like pursuing all of, um, just excellence in all these things and where the Lord's calling you. Uh, yeah, just a greater trust and to let go of this, um, kind of like, you know, follow my dream. Like, what do I want to do? Um, you know, that, that question really only leaves you with anxiety and emptiness. So asking Lord, what do you want me to do? And, you know, jumping into that and, um, having faith in the midst of that question, I think is where, where the true, like, yeah, true, like fullness is. What about you, Gabe? Yeah, I would echo what Andrew has to say as well. I think in high school I was extremely focused on academics. And so my whole, uh, I guess just my life was focused on academics so that my future uh, would be basically planned out and good to go. Um, And so I was just focusing constantly on what was next and going forward, um, just seeking worldly success, basically. And I think coming here... uh, we're just called to such great dependence on the Lord that um, you really have to purge your identity of all of those other things, academics, sports, whatever it might have been in high school. Um, so I think that's been one of the, the big graces and also challenges of seminary. Um, and I just see that so much in my peers, too, that they're constantly seeking for something more and more and more. Um, so just being able to rest in the Lord is a great gift. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like how you characterize that as moving beyond who you were in high school that's always a part of you know <laughs> maturing right yep <laughs> is uh moving on past that well we have about two minutes left uh before we uh get to hit the top of the hour break and the fcc says you will do this <laughs> announcement or uh, we have to go so before we let you guys go uh share some final words of wisdom maybe start with ethan <laughs> oh wow um <laughs> unless you want to pass off the baton and think about it for a second <laughs> I'll, I'll try my best um yeah the greatest yeah, something that I just wish I would have known before seminary is sort of along the lines of what Andrew said is that emphasis on trust. Because just like Gabe, I had for all my life taken uh, taken my own future in my own hands, thinking that I have this all under control. Right. But I think just uh, having that idea in the back of our minds that freedom is gained in giving and giving ourselves away, uh, I wish... I think I think that's pretty wise. Certainly not for me. But <laughs> How about you, uh, Andrew? Yeah, uh, if I could offer one thing to listeners, I would say live out of your identity as a beloved child of God, mm. period. And everything will flow from that. Um, just remembering how loved you are and to have faith in the Lord. And when he calls you, respond generously. Because one way or another, you know, I can attest, he'll get you where he wants you to be. So, yeah. Well, fantastic. Uh, gentlemen, it was great to have you on the show this morning. Wonderful to talk to you. Thanks for being on Real Presence Live, even though we don't broadcast in your diocese. But we'll make sure to, to pass that on and uh, let the people back home hear, hear about you. So uh, if you're just tuning in, Real Presence Live, Nick Medelsky here at Immaculate Heart of Mary Minor Seminary in wonderful Winona. Stay tuned through the break. After the break, we'll be speaking with Father Horahan, the rector, and some other wonderful minor seminarians. Stay tuned. <laughs> 